Welcome back to episode 4 of Dwight Explains the Bible. This episode, we're going to be jumping all over the place, talking about the basic stuff you hear Christians say, and how incorrect it is. Jesus loves you. Well, actually, the Bible never says that. The Bible never says that Jesus loves you. Well, he died for your sins. Well, actually, no. Jesus died to fulfill God's rules. So if Jesus is God, then God died for God's rules. God sent God to die for God's rules to save God's creation from going to God's punishment. Well, God gives you a choice. You can choose Jesus or you can go to hell. Well, that's not a choice. That's an ultimatum. Do this or else. So, there's a punishment and there's a way out of it. And Christians say that everyone is meant for hell. Everyone is designed to go to hell. So that's part of God's design. Thank you, loving Father, for that design. But... God's design is for us to be punished unless we accept his way out of it. That's called extortion. I'm going to beat you unless you pay me. That's like the mafia offering you protection if you pay them money, and the only thing they're protecting you from is their punishment. That's extortion. Well, it's man's fault because of sin. Well, why did God create sin? Well, God didn't create sin. Sin happened from man. Well, sin is a byproduct of free will. You can either choose good or evil according to the dichotomy of choices. So, for God to create a choice, he has to create a good option and an evil option. So God, by creating free will, also created sin. God created evil. And this will get a lot of Christians. God didn't create evil, that's the devil. Well, didn't God create the devil? Didn't God create the devil and hell? And the people going to hell? And he created evil. Isaiah 45.7 specifically says, in context that God created evil. I am the Lord your God. I create light and darkness. I create good and evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And if you read the context of that verse, it fits right in line with everything else. It's not taken out of context. What is taken out of context is Jesus loves you. Jesus is the only path to salvation. Except that if you follow the law, you sacrifice a lamb, and you make a blood sacrifice, and then your your sins are forgiven. An atonement of sins. That's what Jesus is for, is to be the last uh, sacrifice. But if you don't have Jesus, then you can still follow the law. So saying Jesus is the only way to salvation is incorrect. How do you know if you're supposed to follow the law or Jesus? Well, according to Galatians chapter 5, if you're circumcised, you have to follow the law. 
circumcision is an acknowledgement of the old law. It's an adherence to the old law. It, by being circumcised, you must follow the old law. It says that Jesus' death did nothing for you if you're circumcised. So why did God make evil? Well, the Christians will say, well, otherwise, if we didn't have free will, then we'd just be mindless robots. Like, that's a bad thing. Like, it's a bad thing if we're mindless robots because going to heaven is an eternity with God who cannot be near sin. He can't be near sin. So if he can't be near sin, then you can't have the option of sinning, which means you don't have free will. So if you don't want to be a mindless robot, why are you spending your entire life hoping to be a mindless robot? The Bible speaks so little about the topic of heaven. This big reward, and there's very little talk about it. All we know is that it's an eternity without sin, which means without free will. People talk about being reunited with their loved ones, but what actually is heaven? You don't have free will, so what are you going to do? What do we know about heaven right now? God has made different types of angels called the different choirs of angels that each have their own specific purpose. Ezekiel explains a couple of these different types of angels and each of the descriptions sounds completely terrifying. If you saw one in person, it would be absolutely terrifying. It's not this white-robed character with these beautiful wings and a halo. It's all these hideous-sounding three-faced people. They got a face of a person, a bull, and something else. Um, looks like the helmets the gladiators would wear. And there's like we this it's like two wheels with eyeballs all over the place that keep an eye out for everything. There's angels that have six wings, two on their foot, two on their back, and two covering all of them or something. It's weird descriptions, but Ezekiel was written in a time period where people were known to embellish on the truth. I mean, this happens with a lot of the Bible. When historians would write stuff down, they would embellish the truth to sell a more interesting story. But one of the angels is a guardian of the throne. They guard the throne, and all they do all day long is sit around saying, glory, 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 just praising God, because God made us to glorify him. Those same angels, the guardians to the thrones, are the ones that are supposedly guarding the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve got kicked out. So if you're curious about what heaven would be like, you just have to look at what's already there. You're going to be a mindless robot who spends your whole life glorifying a God who kills babies and asks you to rape little girls. But we can't judge God because he's the creator. So we have two verses. The Old Testament says... 
this is God speaking. My mind is not your mind. Your ways are not my ways. This is used to create a divide between what seems like right and wrong to us does not mean it's right or wrong to God. But then there's also a verse, I think, in Corinthians that says that we have the mind of Christ. And Christ is God. So we either do or don't, or both or neither, have the mind of God. We either have free will or we don't. Everything is either predetermined and God has a plan and everything goes according to God's plan or it doesn't. If God has a plan, then he planned on me making this podcast and badmouthing him. Praise God. Christians say God is love. Well, the Bible tells us what love is. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love endures. Is God kind or patient to any of his people? Then I think maybe God is not love. God is good. Well, he created evil and Satan and hell. So how good can he be? All God cares about is that you worship him. He doesn't care about anything else. Everywhere in the Bible where entire villages were killed and wiped out, it was because they either stopped worshiping him or they were worshiping another god. A lot of Christians will say that some of the other villages would sacrifice kids to their gods. There's no archaeological evidence of this ever taking place. And even if it did happen, so God's answer to killing kids is to kill even more kids. Well, we can't judge God. Well, actually, we can. We can judge God because we can use our God-given brains to determine what we think is good for humanity. And does the God that we worship have humanity's best interest at heart. If we can't judge God, then why aren't you worshiping Allah, who is the one true creator? Why aren't you worshiping Brahman? You have, in fact, already judged God, and you've judged him worthy of worship. There's a difference between believing in God and believing he's worthy of worship. If God was real, and I found out today that God was real, and the Bible accurately depicted that God, I wouldn't worship him. So I would believe he's real and still not worship him. And I make that decision using my God-given brain. Just because you might be too stupid to judge God doesn't mean I'm that stupid. Why can't I just leave the Christians alone? Why can't I let them believe what they want to believe? Well, they stick their religion in my face and affect my daily life. They affect the laws and they hurt everyone around me. From the beginning of time up until today, people are dying all around the world because of Christianity. From God flooding the earth to all the holy wars that have happened since the Bible, since the loving Jesus came to earth, We've had so many 
uh, holy wars. I mean, the Catholic Crusades, and there was like four or five other crusades. The Spanish Inquisition, the Roman Inquisition, the Mormon Massacre, the Salem Witch Trials, uh, the Holocaust, the way um, the people, the Christians are treating the LGBTQIA plus community, um, the restricting of abortions, which are killing living human beings because the doctors won't remove a fatal fetus. The fetus is either dead or will kill the mother in childbirth and the doctors won't remove it because of the abortion laws. So now these pro-lifers who are Christians are killing people even today. These pro-lifers say their biblical values make them fight for life. But if we look at their Bible, their God is not pro-life. Their God doesn't give a shit about their lives. He only cares about their worship. He made man to glorify God. Because of Christians affecting the well-being of humanity, I have to speak up and I have to say something. Now Christianity is a part of my life because it was forced upon me. Well, I didn't do anything. Yeah, nobody is ever at fault, but people are still getting hurt. So how does that happen? How do we hold people accountable who won't even hold themselves accountable for their actions under their God? Everything is approved by God and they can't question their God so they won't be accountable for it. Well, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. How do you know that? How do you know that the Holy Spirit didn't inspire the Catholic Crusades? How do you know that? The Bible is filled with killing other people who don't believe the same way. You're only supposed to glorify God. There's one true God, and God kills people for not believing in him. So it sounds like God, who is who the Holy Spirit is also God, would tell people to kill other people who didn't believe the same. It sounds exactly like God if you, uh, you know, read the Bible. Alright, so what other horseshit do the Christians say? When something bad happens, they say, well, it's all part of God's plan. God has his reasons. Well, this is a toxic positivity. Instead of dealing with the problem, you avoid it and you, you just dismiss it. Becky got a new job. I got a green light when I was in a hurry. Praise God. Babies die from cancer every day. Well, God has his reasons. 25,000 people die every day of starvation. As of today, February 6th, almost 900,000 people have died of starvation this year, and God has done nothing. Why do you worship a God that does absolutely nothing for you? He does absolutely nothing. I did a live broadcast, and somebody testified about how God got them off heroin. So let's look at that for a moment. Let's look at it analytically. 
So this person was in a bad part of his life, in, in, a, in a bad way. He was an, an addict. He didn't know what to do. His body was, body, mind, and soul were all just lashing out, looking for something to get him out of this hell. So he found religion. And he was able to redirect his focus onto the religion and to God to get him off of it. But what actually happened is he found something to get his mind off of his addiction. He found another way to retrain his brain to think. It doesn't matter what that thing was. If he found Islam, does that mean that the Islam faith is true? Or if he found Hindu, does that mean that's right? It doesn't matter if he found ceramics or pottery or he started learning magic or going for hikes or took up yoga. He found something to distract him from his current way of life. God did nothing. It's not like he was about to jump off a bridge and then God magically made a Bible appear in his hand. It's not like he was trapped under his a car and God magically lifted the car. It's always other people or themselves doing stuff and then they attribute that to God. But there's no link between God doing it and it happening. There's causation and correlation. Just because one thing happened after the next doesn't mean that thing was the reason the next thing happened. I didn't get my morning cup of coffee this morning, and when I was in traffic, I took a wrong turn. Does one thing cause the other? Why didn't God help that guy before he did heroin for the first time? Why didn't God give him a miracle then? Why wait until after he's battered and broken and mentally defenseless? Look what God has done for me. Ignoring all the hurt and suffering and dying people that God doesn't help. It's like at Christmas time when a kid from a rich family gets a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. And the kid from the poor family only got a pair of mittens from Santa. Why does Santa like that kid more than the other kid? Flaunting all your blessings while ignoring the suffering of others makes you a cold-hearted bastard. Well, God has a reason. Well, sure, and it's because he's a dick. If he lets 25,000 people die every day of starvation, but you think he gave you a green light... You're absurd and your God is absurd. It says in either Matthew or Mark that when you're praying, if you believe in your prayer that you have received it, then it will be so. So I guess all the families in hospitals praying that their baby doesn't die of cancer didn't actually believe it. They didn't believe in God enough. They didn't have enough faith in their God and that's why the baby died. None of the 25,000 people that die every day of starvation has enough faith in their God. That's what the problem is. But don't judge God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jesus says to worship the Father. Jesus gave a specific prayer to people. How to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, etc., etc., whatever crap, right? But Jesus is specifically saying to pray to the Father. And Christians ignore Jesus and pray to Jesus. Catholics ignore Jesus and pray to the saints. If Jesus is God and God said to kill them all and save the virgin daughters for yourselves, then Jesus said to save the virgin daughters for yourselves, which means Jesus is a pedophile. And if you follow Jesus, then you're a pedophile. And, you know, that that's just according to, like, the dictionary, right? Okay, that's enough for this episode, I think. Um, my next episode, I'll get back more to the biblical teachings of Jesus, or the Jesus story, not necessarily the teachings of Jesus, but we'll talk about Jesus. If you have any comments, or if there's any Christian concept or story you want me to explain, you can email me at joeg at atheist.com. I'd love to hear from you.